Welcome back to the Creator's Pearl. This is our Sunday conversation for May 2nd, 2021. And we will be discussing what it means to be born again, the believer's development in faith by grace or by the grace of God. I guess I want to start out with a little disclaimer, kind of. Um, as we have meditated on the Word and as we um, declare the Word through this podcast, um, it's important for the listener to test what we say in themselves through the Spirit to make sure it registers because we're open to reproof and correction. I mean, we, we want to get to the truth, but at the same time, those who listen to this need to be before the Lord themselves to test the spirits. How's that sound? It's kind of lanky. Well, you do it then. For a disclaimer, we just study on our own and we're just bringing forth what we're seeing, but we are open to reproof and correction. So test the spirits and read the scriptures for yourself. And we are totally fine with you reaching out to us if you have something to add or correct. Okay. Better said than I would say it. Okay. Okay, what we want to look at is in being born again, we're being born again into a state of having a living hope. There's a hope of salvation. And it's an everlasting life we receive from Jesus. And it's current. Think of flowing. It's Think of springing forth. There's a, there's a, a living well in us in that salvation so we can be faithful to the end. And in the end, we'll, we'll end up receiving eternal life and we'll be fully one with God forever. Now, opposed to that is to be programmed by the church, to be under church programming. And we also call that indoctrination. Or traditions uh, of man. Yes, that's it. Traditions. <clears throat> Learn the traditions of man and that be our faith. And that's wanting to be in, in a good standing with me, with those who we fellowship with. We want to be in a good standing. We want to be in like tradition. And we said last podcast, that's the way of the Antichrist. The Antichrist spirit is to be have faith in their tradition instead of faith in Christ Jesus. Oh, I, I've got an example. There are denominations that send out all across whatever state they're in curriculum. And everybody is on the same scripture and it goes down through the little kids class all the way through the adult class and I'm not saying anything's wrong in that but what if one of the teachers felt by the spirit to present something else let's say they were of God it was God for them to present that for their class for whatever that class was going through one particular person who, who knows what let's say he was right because sometimes you can be off um what if that was found out by church leaders and they come to that person and pretty much tore him up over it and said, don't do that again, or let us approve it if you're going to do that. That is where you're following the traditions of man and church doctrines more than the Spirit of God. Make that's, that example up. <clears throat> that's a very good example, That's and that's real practical. That's what happens, and the call before the elders and we all have to be on the same page. We've paid for this. You know, we, we pay good money for this. Our leader sent it out to us to do, and the, everybody's going to be on the same page. And it's line. a premeditated word. It can be written a year before or whatever, and we're just following man's yeah. or programming. And sometimes it's so good and so detailed, you don't even have to study 
or seek God on it. You just get up there and you could, yeah. anybody almost could get up there and, and read it off and do it. And it has the questions to ask and everything. So I'm not saying that's wrong, but. But, but if, it re- if, re- if it replaces first person <laughs> yeah. meditation yeah. with God through the spirit, if right. it replaces that and it's just like, you know, pre-mapped out and, and the commentaries in there, and then we're just reading commentary and we really feel good, like, okay, I'm I'm in the Word of God. But really, we're not in the knowledge of God as a relationship. We're not in a first-person relationship. We're just in a system. And that's the Antichrist. I mean, it, it's right there before us. It's right in the midst of us right now. That's, that's a real good example. Okay, in the age of grace with that we're in right now, we who believe in Christ, the living Word, we're being saved from sin. We're being redeemed as we go from our sin. And we're going through the um, development process of grace. It's, it's a process that we're, we're on a journey now of being born again. It's a regeneration process into becoming the, predestination, the predestined sons of God, which is that eternal sonship we'll come into when Christ comes back to rule and reign in full after the tribulation period in the into the thousand year reign to become those who will be qualified to dwell with him forever on the earth as it is in heaven okay there's three places in the bible it uses the phrase born again and born again means to be born from above or begotten by the seed of the father who is jesus we're begotten and that means we're spiritually engendered. We're formed spiritually. It doesn't mean we come out of, just come out of a birth canal. Okay, we're, we're from one position, from one realm into another. We have to be developed, spiritually developed. In, like in the, our DNA has to, be, has to receive God in it. And then we're born. In the end, we're like born into the sons of God. But born again happens. I don't know if I'm making myself clear. <laughs> It's more than, okay, it's more than coming out like a baby comes out of the birth canal. That baby was formed in, into its fullness of who it's going to be before it came out. It's engendered. That the DNA was forming that child in the womb. So when it came out of the <coughs> womb, it's not still, the DNA is still not forming it. It's done. And so being born again happens, you know, we've got to think about we're in our womb of grace and we're being formed in the processes of that grace so born again is not just a thing that happened in the past we did enter into it in the past there's a point where you can say i entered into the journey but now we're in the regeneration process we weren't regenerated right when we accepted jesus we came into the agreement to enter into the process of that covenant now there's work being done and so uh we can go ahead and read honey john Three, three through seven. Jesus answered and said unto him, Barely, barely, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Barely, barely, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. Okay, the, and if you study that born again, it means born from above. It means you're, there's a regeneration. And Nicodemus was hung up on, how am I going to come out of the birth canal again? 
how am I going to be? And he was just thinking of a one step. How's that going to? And he didn't have the spirit to show that, that the Messiah was coming to regenerate man. He wasn't just coming to rescue man from the kings of the earth or rescue the nation of Israel. He's going to make the sons of God yes. be as he is to rule and reign with him. So there's going to be a transformation of the believer in the new covenant. There's going to be a new covenant. And these things were hidden in Isaiah and in Jeremiah. But the Jewish mind didn't understand them, not having the spirit or not understanding them yet. That was yet to come. And Jesus was going to bring the seven eyes, the seven spirits of God to bring that understanding, which the seven eyes are also used in that regeneration. Yeah. That transformation, that step-by-step yeah. um, process of having the old, the old remove in that new established. Okay, you can go ahead and go to First Peter one twenty-three. First Peter one twenty-three, being born again not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Okay, that that incorruptible seed is Christ Jesus the seed of the Father that we receive when we enter in to the born-again process, the regeneration process. And that seed is there to grow and to transform us as we go, as we're in that flowing process of faith. Being born again, but it means active now in the development process. It means currently believing in Christ, the incorruptible seed of the Father, the living or the or life-giving by faith word of God. That word is alive. Jesus, Jesus is the living word. And we, when we receive him, and he says, if you believe in me, if, if you have ears to hear, you will receive that word. It's not man's indoctrination. It's not like you said, that curriculum that's premeditated. And okay, we just read this Sunday in and Sunday out. If we just study this and just believe on that, then we're in the right place. Well, that that's the corruptible seed. The the transformation's not taking place in that setting. In the fruit, there's no fruit. If there's no transformation, there's going to be no fruit of the Spirit. And so believing upon Him will produce in us our, being, our obedience unto Him. When we believe, we become obedient. The first step of obedience <coughs> is believing. But then, as, as the Lord within teaches us, we're being transformed into having right judgments, right decisions, and we'll have discernment. We'll know which way is right, which way is wrong, mm-hmm. what word is right, what, what word is wrong, and we'll become disobedient toward our old sinful ways. We won't obey our old ways, and we'll become disobedient towards the commandments and the traditions of man. That vain tradition we see that stands against the Spirit we won't go there. Mm-hmm. We'll reject it and say, no, I don't, I'm not going to have any part of that. And it doesn't mean we don't need to go out and sword fight with it. But if it comes to us, we say, no, I don't go there. And just because a wrestle comes up, because we began this process, and then that sinful nature comes up, and it, it just because we have have bad thoughts, or we want to do it, and we're wrestling with, we have that conviction in us, I don't want to go there, but I still, sometimes we're like, I'm not even saved because this is happening. No, this is part of the process, but we do have to take it captive, put it into submission, pray, get help if we need to, and then choose to surrender and make the right choice and keep going forward. 
So just because your old stuff comes up does not mean you just need to be thrown in the trash. We're done. Well, I'm never going to be able to do this. Nope. This your mind, your mind will tell you that, and the devil will tell you that, and other people. <laughs> God, but we've been shown and taught mm-hmm. under our covering that when that happens, when that old stuff you you feel like you're not saved like you just said Mm -hmm. when that stuff comes up and that bitterness and that that looking at the world wrong or just wanting the world still yeah or getting upset at somebody Mm -hmm. because we think they've said something Mm -hmm. or or something we're just we we're not handling things right that's yeah like you said surrender but that's but that's the lord saying you have the power to overcome this now You've been given you've been given the task and the responsibility and you've become trustworthy enough to deal with this and overcome it. Jesus talked about overcoming a lot. You have to overcome. And when when we make a confession of faith to start out, the overcoming hadn't happened yet. Yeah. That is a lifelong in faith, that's a lifelong task. Yeah that we're going to have to deal with. And sometimes when we're fresh, especially in a new season or a fresh Christian, then we have the grace and the energy and the zeal and the strength and all that. Just it's not there. But then he will pull up some of that covering and have us do what you just described because he knows we'll be stronger, that we'll learn and we'll grow because he wants us to rule and reign as kings and priests. And that's part of it. And And, sons of God. And he wants... He wants to be fuller in us. Yeah. And for that to take place, the old stuff has to be yes. removed because he won't mix with it. He yep. won't fellowship with it. He'll just wait and there'll be no progression until we until we rise up and resist that. Yeah. We have to resist. We have to stand <coughs> in resistance and then that thing will break because it says resist the devil and he'll flee. Yep. When the devil brings up bitterness in us and tries to trigger stuff, mm-hmm. we resist that. And then once that thing breaks, we have we have a higher volume of God in us. Yeah. We have a we have more, less devil, less iniquities, and more righteousness mm-hmm. of God. And that that's the process where we wrestle with, you know, rest, wrestling with God. Yeah. And we might even be have a bitterness towards God. But in God's grace, he's patient to watch us wrestle with that and then come out broken and closer to him. Matthew nineteen twenty seven through 28 was the next scripture, I think, or 15. Let me, I want to still expand on that Peter thing. Mm-hmm. When, the, when the text says uh, being born again, it doesn't mean, or the text is not saying having previously been born again. It's not saying that. As if to say, we're born again in the past tense, and that the work of salvation has been completed in us. That's what we're saying. The work of salvation is a process. Today is the day of salvation, Paul said. Today is the day of salvation. And work out We're your being salvation. saved today. Mm-hmm. We weren't just saved yeah. when we went to church camp, and we got told if we don't make a decision, we could die tonight and go to hell. And we're 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 scared into making a decision, mm-hmm. not that the person didn't necessarily get saved there, and it was it was genuine, but we you can't have faith on your past act. You can't have mm-hmm. faith in what you did long ago to stake claim to heaven, to believe you're going to go to heaven. You can't have faith in that. And when you know certain people get up and give their testimonies, that's their testimony. What I did 
this time I received Jesus. This is my testimony. But this is who I was before that. And this is who, this is what Jesus did. And I received him. And this has happened. And that's it. I always think, what did he say to you this morning? That's Mm -hmm. what I want to hear. That's what I need to hear. How is it functioning in your life right now? (coughs) It's just like having a relationship with somebody you're close to that you love. You know, what happened five minutes ago or an hour ago won't carry into the next day. We need to keep, we need to keep connected. Until we go out of here, of this earth, we have to keep moving forward. We should be able to look back and see growth and see fruit and see change. And if we can't, then we need to stop and check the paths and check what needs to change. Yeah, if we're in law, we're like the Israelites with Moses. How many years did they circle Sinai? They just went in the circles in the wilderness and didn't get any closer to the promised land until that generation, the old generation, was died off. But the faith we're to have is a current ongoing process. Think of flowing towards a destiny that's headed for completion for those who are walking in truth, as opposed to the religious counterfeit or the deception of the Antichrist of traditions. Man's Christian tradition, when, when faith is put in that, that's the Antichrist spirit. It can rightfully be said that entering into the born-again process or the journey of believing in him took place in the past. We can say, yeah, that took, it happened. Okay, there was a start to that, but, there, but now we're in the continuum yeah. of faith. In the beginning, we received that hope of salvation, but now we go, going forward, we're to abide in Christ, to have that everlasting spiritual life and the promise of eternal life. The fulfillment of this promise, the fulfillment of the promise of salvation requires our faithful obedience until the end of this development process we're in at this point or this stage of our existence. And that goes until we physically die or the Messiah returns to rule and reign. So to abide in Christ requires daily diligence of being faithful. And that's seeking him and coming into his obedience, the obedience of faith which is doing the works of the Spirit. And the Spirit, what the Spirit does is teaches us the will of God in our own lives. We receive the knowledge of His will. We can read the Word, but we have to have the Spirit. When we meditate, the Spirit will say, well, how does that apply to me personally? Where am I at? What needs to be adjusted? What needs to be removed in order to receive the things of God and the ways of God? You know, when Jesus said, it is finished, His work, when he said it is finished on the cross, his work of destroying the flesh to be be resurrected, his work was finished. But we can't say, okay, I received Jesus, that means my work's finished too. The work of redemption is done in us. No, it's not. It just started. Yeah. Now we have to go through the spiritual, the development process of cleansing Mm. to remove the iniquities. Jesus bought us with his blood. And he paid the full requirement for our sin. But if we want to be received into his kingdom, to know him and to know the Father for eternal life, we're obligated to be faithful until the end of our journey in him. Go ahead and go to Matthew 19, uh, 27 and 28. Matthew 19, 27 and 28. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall set in the throne of his glory, ye shall also set upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. 
So those who have followed Jesus in the regeneration, who are in that born-again process and faithful into the end of the journey of faith, that's unique to the individual in the new covenant of grace. And that means we presently walk with God, having that living faith, the living hope, the loving to God in Christ. And that's where we're, what's happening there is we're becoming ready to rule and reign with Him. We're being made ready. In that regeneration, in that journey of faith, we're becoming ready. Because when, when you first enter in to the new covenant and start the process of being born again, we're not ready to rule and reign with Him at that point. We have to, we have to be transformed in the processes of that cleansing and the purpose of ruling and reigning as kings and priests on this earth, on this side of the cross, is to help others be set free and to see them saved and to feed the sheep. That's the purpose. It's not to fill our own pockets or to be in high position. And to be, and to be a true believer that contrasts their traditions. Yeah. Because their, their traditions are try to pull souls into it yeah. and capture souls. You know, it says, uh, in Matthew 24, beware that no man deceive you. And then it talks about, you know, one will be, be grinding, two will be grinding at the mill, one will be left, one will be taken. Two will be in bed, one will be taken, one will be left. I, I used, you know, they always taught that that's the rapture. But I think that what that is, is spiritually, one will be taken by the traditions. Mm. And one will be left free mm. to know God. Mm. I mean, that's how I interpret that now, because there, if some, I mean, God didn't come and take you against your will. Yeah. And I think that taken means given over to the forces that yeah. trying to come against the God in you or keep you from getting saved because we're in that warfare. Yeah, because because the Lord comes to have a free choice, yeah. at liberty relationship, at liberty for you to choose, not at liberty for you to sin. That's not it. It's liberty to choose because the Lord wants a loving relationship. Yeah. I want you, God. Yeah. I want to know you. He's looking for a bride that wants to be prepared to live with him forever yeah. and to get all those benefits that are free. But in the process, it will cost you your old ways. It will cost mm-hmm. you the forces in your flesh that want to rule and reign on the earth mm-hmm. apart from God. Yeah. And if it's in the tradition of man, that ruling and reigning is is a uh, counterfeit because it will use the name of Jesus, but it's not spiritually truth in truth. Yeah. The motives aren't the same. Peter said, we have already followed you. What he was saying, we have followed, we have already followed you and given up our previous lives. Now what do we get? And Jesus told him and the other disciples, there's a process of following me that you still have to go through. You have to come into the new covenant. And he, he did the new covenant. He started at the last supper. He showed them. And then they wouldn't fully understand until they received the spirit. After the ascension, they were going to receive the spirit. Everything opened up to them. Oh, this is what it all means. And they had to walk this it is, out. And this is who we're going to be. Now yeah. we're going to represent him. <clears throat> it's our turn to be yeah. responsible to work in his behalf. He came to show us the way. He came to give us the way. Now we have to walk it out. Yeah. We have to do our part. And so Jesus was telling him, they have a required faithfulness in the cleansing process and in their spiritual development. 
as they received that inward living word of God, you know, those two guys were walking with Jesus and they didn't recognize him on that road. I don't remember the name of the road, but and they talked, they didn't recognize him. And when he left them, they said, our hearts burned. That word was coming in them. That living word was burning in their heart to start that transformation process, to burn up those traditions, all that old false religion that they had been that they had received all their lives that was just dead it was just law that was just dead and it did not lead them to god it didn't but but with the spirit we have the light to find god yeah and that living word last time we talked about that's that unction of jesus we receive that's real in us and it's active in us it's leading us into all truth and to the end okay we can go to john eight thirty one. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. Okay, there's there's a requirement. There's a requirement. If. Mm-hmm. There's a condition. So he <laughs> said, continue in my word. That his word is the unction that's received in the new covenant. That's received by faith. It can't be received by the traditions of man. It can't, it can't be received by church programming, by indoctrination. Yeah, he was speaking to the Jews. He was speaking to the religious leaders. And he was like telling the ones that believed on him, that chose to believe his ways and that he was God. Yeah, he said, you have to abide in the word, which is hold fast to my teaching. And then he says, live in the coordinates with them. And then you're my disciples and you'll know truth and the truth will set you free. And that unction of the spirit, it puts in you the power of desire mm. you you're growing and that that's being changed our priorities will change yeah. the desires yeah he's giving them a warning okay you've done the first step but now you gotta finish yeah the the, the unction when, when jesus gives us the word when he comes in comes into us into the true believer as the word it gives us this, the wisdom and the ability which is god's power from heaven to be set free from the power of sin and that's how we overcome the wicked when the wicked if it manifests in us or if it comes to us we have the power and that makes us without excuse because he has given us his body his blood and the water of his word to bring us into a new place to overcome okay i guess go to isaiah 29 9 through 13 no that's not right yeah i didn't i didn't have that one down but i, I, I think did. i copied it down wrong you know what? Oh, it's Matthew fifteen eight through nine, and that one is the people draw near unto yes, me with their it. mouth and honor. Do you want me to start over on that? Yeah. So Matthew fifteen eight and nine. This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. That's that's the Antichrist tradition. He was. Uh, reading from Isaiah or quoting Isaiah I don't remember I know the exact verse but and then what he today what that means to us is having faith in church programming in, in another in second or third person conversation we're not getting the first person from the spirit in a direct relationship with the Lord it's coming it's being processed through man and what happens with that tradition that becomes an idol because we start building our own image our public image. And when we talk about church programming, what I mean is that 
what happens is man's teachings are are concerned with the subject matter of God, but they're those teachings are taught in place of the first person relationship. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's needing to go through a man or a program instead of Yeah, tell me what I need to being believe. Being led in. by the Spirit. Tell me the words I need to believe in. I need a I need a good word. Yeah. I need to hear uh or tell me what to interpret this for me. Yeah. Well, the Spirit was given us to receive the interpretation mm-hmm. from God. Not that man can't correct that. Somebody else who has the who's seeking the same thing. Yeah. We can have a have a course correction or a confirmation, but another man can't be our interpreter in our mm-hmm. spirit. Yeah, there's churches that they don't bring their Bible to church. You're not supposed to have your own Bible at church. You are to sit and listen to somebody else reading it. And it's just how how can you how can you live that way? Because you may see that person once every week or once every month or whatever and we have a 24-7 that we need relationship all the time I mean there's things I want to ask you sometimes and you're not available you're busy or whatever I've got to hear God for myself and I know your heart and I know what you would probably say so I can go by that base and make a right decision if I have to make things on the fly without you but But I also can be struggling yeah and maybe say something that's not accurate yeah and you have the spirit to go, okay, you don't, I'm not going to receive that. Not that yeah. you tell me that, but you just like, okay, he's struggling. I can't go there right now with him. Yeah. So and, yeah, we and have to know for our, our, ourselves. We have to But we want the ourselves. same thing. Yeah. And we've learned to release each other, you know, when we're processing junk and struggling. Yeah. <laughs> Give instead each other of getting butthurt. Yeah. And, and emotionally needy and start trying to crack the, crack each other open. Yeah. And divulge what's going on. Yeah, is it my fault? What is, yeah. you know? It's it like just triggered old insecurity, unhealed heart. So I mean, we've grown yeah much past that. But that's what in relationships you can do with a friend, moms, dads, kids. So I mean, we've it's got just to like a God spiritual timeout. You just go yeah. be before the Lord. And in Mark seven six, Jesus answered them and said, "Well, hath Isaiah prophesied to you, hypocrites." call them hypocrites as it is written this people honoreth me with their lips but their heart is far from me Howbeit in vain they do worship me teaching for doctrines the commandments of men for laying aside the commandment of god you hold the tradition of man you know the commandment of god is to love the lord with all your heart all your mind all your strength and all that mm-hmm. is to love god but you're loving man's traditions you're loving the ceremonies as washing of pots and cups and many other things you do and he said unto them full well you reject the commandment of god you're in rejection of god that you may keep your tradition so what he's telling him is the biggest enemy of my kingdom that is robbing my kingdom is your jewish traditions you think you're serving god you're reading you're listening to the torah so today what we have now is if we have premeditated church programming, it is fighting against truly being born again, that regeneration process. It is the biggest enemy to that. And on the outside, it, looks, it, it can look and sound right without discernment, without having the seven eyes of God to see the darkness. That tradition is there, and people are, are functioning in that. And it says you clean, make clean the outside of the cup, and you you do all the things people see you do, and you're actually worshiping your image through that tradition. 
you're creating your image so other people so you can uh, be in good standing with other people and if other people say man you're really growing you're really doing good and they're in that tradition God's absent relationship with God is absent and that's what Jesus is telling him full well you are in full throes of rejecting relationship with God and you think you're God's people that's how dangerous and how dire things are right now right now in the American church and Jesus was talking to quote-unquote, the believers of his day, and they were the religious elites. They were false <clears throat> believers who put themselves in their form of godliness on display. And again, they, they're building their own image by performing rituals and following the traditions that they've been taught. They were taught by the ones that came before them who were taught by the ones that came before them. So it was just that cookie-cutter uh, system in if if they're building their own image if if that tradition builds the image then that's idolatry that's actually worshiping the fruit of my soul what my acts and my my uh, legacy is a thing being worshiped mm-hmm. you know it says jesus said many will stand before me in the end and they'll start telling me what they did they'll start telling me we did this we did this and he's like you're trying to you're trying to pass off an idol to me you're trying to use idolatry yeah. to get into my kingdom. It, it wasn't me, so I don't even know what you're talking about is what he's saying. Yeah. I didn't tell you to do you, that. You had a relationship with an it, idol, yeah. with a demon. Yeah, You didn't do it out of relationship and out of a spirit leading you, so it's worthless. Yeah, you didn't have a relationship with me to know the Father. You had a relationship with demonic religious forces, angels of light, that falsely represented the true kingdom of God. Christ Jesus. Okay, let's go to Colossians 2, 23. And what we want to do with this podcast and when we declare this word is to start cutting through that tradition, is to expose it for those who want to know God so they can see the difference between walking with God and being in the bondage of tradition because they use the same terminology. We have the same Bible, but a different spirit. That's what we got to get to the bottom of. Are we in the processes of faith in Christ, or are we in what we're getting to read about here in Colossians 2.23? Which things have indeed a show of wisdom in will worship and humility, and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. We better back up, read more to get context. Um, Do you want to start that over? Start at 12 and go all the way through. Okay. So 12 through what? 23. Wait, go to 8. Okay, start at 18 and then go to 23. Okay, do you want me to read it out of the Amplified? That's fine. Okay. Colossians 2, 18 through 23. Let no one defraud you by acting as an empire and declaring you unworthy and disqualifying you for the prize, insisting on self-abasement and worship of angels, taking a stand on visions he claims he has seen, vainly puffed up by his sensuous notions and inflated by his unspiritual thoughts and fleshly conceit and not holding fast to the head from whom the entire body supplied and knit together by means of its joints and ligaments grows with the growth that is from god if you then have died with christ to material ways of looking at 
things and have escaped from the world's crude and element notions and teachings of externalism, why do you live as if you still belong to the world? Why do you submit to rules and regulations such as, do not handle this, do not taste that, do not touch them, referring to things all of which perish with being used? To do this is to follow human percepts and doctrines. Such practices have indeed the outward appearance that popularity passes for wisdom and promoting self-imposed rigor of devotion and delight in self-humiliation and severity of discipline of the body, but they are of no value in checking the indulgence of the flesh, the lower nature, and said they do not honor God, but serve only to indulge the flesh. That was in the Amplified Version. Okay. What that's getting at is, is just to put it in a nutshell, it's saying don't Christianize your flesh. The flesh has to die. And the traditions of man will make your flesh or try to make your flesh into a form of godliness and either hide it or use the forces in it uh, from the tradition, which it said worshiping of angels. That has to do with the counterfeit. The angels were sent to teach the kingdom of God on the earth, but the ones that rebelled made a counterfeit. So we have a lot of these pagan traditions that look a lot look a lot like Jewish uh, ceremonies and the makeup of the temple of the Jewish temple. They they look a lot like that. They're they're set up a lot the same way with the the altar and the sacrifice and all that. Well, the, the same things happening in the Christian church is there's religious spirits that are from fallen angels that are that are false light that are bringing a counterfeit tradition in and so man makes all these gets excited and makes these rules and regulations and really gets on fire to transform himself but it's but it's not through the spirit it's through another spirit and what he's saying is you're really going back into law mm. and the law doesn't redeem you and so if the flesh takes the law it's he calls it will worship in verse 23 you have a show of wisdom and will will worship and you have a humility that's false because you premeditated the act the law will get you to to premeditate have the flesh and the soul formulate the act and if, and if the flesh is used it's against the kingdom of god because of the cross jesus went to the cross to show us the way that there's to be no flesh active when we have a relationship with god and so in will worship, the flesh creates a show, and that's the hypocrisy. If we have religious flesh, that's hypocrisy. In the will worship is the act of, quote-unquote, worshiping the Lord, but it's contrived. It's premeditated out of the soul. And what I'm saying is it doesn't come out of the love for the Lord. It comes out of a love for ourselves. We want to look good. That's what it does. Well, in our natural tendencies, we can really have an experience and be you know, convicted or drawn in and, you know, really <clears throat> filling the Lord and seeking the Lord. And our flesh is like, okay, so now I'm going to quit smoking. Okay, I'm going to go to church on Wednesday night and Sunday, and I'm going to get up at six, and I'm going to read. We make all these laws and things we need to do. And really, we forget to just seek Him and pray and just keep filling up with who He is and praying and worshiping and then those other things will fall away because we'll set ourselves up with law and we can't sustain it we'll fall and then we feel like crap and we're con condemnation instead of conviction and so we got to be careful with not setting up laws and regulations and, and the law has to do with 
things in the natural. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing what you said, where it becomes like out of relationship, it becomes we operate in the supernatural. And so we're, we're those our our wants and our desires are towards God because of the supernatural relationship of the spirit. And we're not re- relating to with an idol, with idolatry, which last time we talked about, that's seeking honor for ourselves. We're wanting to make ourselves a better person. But in doing it in will worship, doing it is contrived out of the soul. It's just, it's it comes out of our soul, of ourselves, then it's uh, there's that force in it. And like I say, it's premeditated. And it's it's a love for our own, own image. And it's we're wanting to honor ourselves, which... I mean, in the natural state, we do want to do better than we were before. But in the kingdom of God, it can't be done the earthly way. And that, that has to change. And then that born-again process, that's what we're learning. We're learning to do it God's way, the supernatural way. We're In the old ways that we were raised in, that we've acquired through life, through earthly relationships, through you know, peer pressure... And in our own physical development as a human being, we come into the born-again process, we realize those are things actually have to be removed. They have to be put in their place and take on the ways of God. Our old ways of our generations that are ingrained in us. And, you know, we're talking about a lot of this for our own walk and what we're going to come against when we're going to start in that journey. But we got to be careful to not put our stuff on others, like if our kids don't go to church and if that drives you nuts. I mean, I've had people come weekly at my door when I didn't go to church and knock on the door to wake us up and let me get your kids ready. And because it just drove them absolute bonkers that we weren't in church. And actually, they consistently did this. And it actually, when I did think I wanted to go, I was like, I'm not going to go. Because I don't want it to be because they pressured, you know? So we got to be careful to not put our laws and our ways and how it's going to look when somebody starts the journey. They may, we may have been convicted right off the bat of certain things and that changed or it just fell off without any work at all. So then we expect the other person, you got to quit doing that. Stop. Let them just seek the Lord, go before the Lord themselves. It won't be legitimate if it's done, if it's contrived. Yeah. And if. And I guess when I say contrived, it's out of a force of our own will. It's that will worship that we're trying to do the right thing, but not the supernatural way. Yeah. We're doing it the natural way. And so, okay, we've said all that. Now, how do we get into the supernatural way, the born-again process? How do, we, how do we stay in that place of growing in God? So, we've got to ask some questions. In the gospel... The gospel of Jesus is the living narrative of God. The word of God, that narrative that comes to us, and it has that, there's a there's something in it that's different than the tradition of man. It doesn't have a force in it, but it still has a, what's the word? I'll get to it here. I think I have it written down. Do we, we've got to ask ourselves, do we have the true and living narrative of relationship with God, the true knowledge of God coming out of us? Is that word coming out of us? Because Jesus said, what comes out of you is what you're going to be judged by. You're going to be defiled. Which, if it's tradition coming out of us, if we're repeating something somebody else has said, 
and we're counting that as our faith in God, we're defiled. Because it's not, it's not, didn't come from, from the Spirit in meditating on that word. Or is the gospel coming out of us, the narrative? Not that we're going door to door and putting obligation on people. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, is Christ, the word of Christ in our conversation and how we relate to people and how we deal with situations, are we responding as Jesus' spirit in us would respond? Is that happening? Or are we church programmed? Are we operating as man's, in man's will worship? Or where it's contrived and we're trying to... You know, we've been told that like the <coughs> certain denominations, they, have, they teach situational responding. Like they'll get, they'll get on a board and say, well, if this happens, this is what you need to do. If this happens, and they'll try to give him all, give them all the steps in whatever situation they're in, how to respond. So they're learning it from another man. Mm-hmm. They're learning it from their system of indoctrination. Yeah. Well, you always just say, quit talking about it and just do it. Just let the fruit show. It's not that you have to even say a scripture or you have to say, come to church. It's just like you said, your actions are showing light and hope, and truth, and peace. I had a a girl that proclaimed that she was a Christian, and and she, there was a situation where she had time to help somebody in need. I mean, they really needed help, but because she didn't like working in that certain place, she had it in her hands to do it, and she chose to not help them, and that just perplexed me, because I was like, okay, that is showing different fruit than what she's proclaiming because she refused to help them for an hour because she just didn't like to be there. And I'm going to have to look at my own self too because what is in our hands where we are able to just go in and help somebody. You're not preaching. You're not teaching. You're just physically going and helping them to relieve something and then you leave. Hmm. So our fruit, it's our fruit that shows where we're at. Yeah, if, if if we're repeating another man's words, if we're in that system of church programming, and we don't have a first-person account of God in us, yeah. then like you said, there's no fruit. Yeah, It's not real. And it does confuse people. It's like, but you're saying this, but then you're doing that. In Galatians 2.18, I'll read it. For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. So he said, I've got rid of my religion. Paul's saying, I died to my old religion. My, the ways that were indoctrinated in me. And now I received the supernatural revelation and the spirit within me is leading me now. So for I, through the law, I am dead to the law that I might live again to God. So I'm dead to my old traditions that were through the law. Mm-hmm. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ live within me. That gospel that narrative of god who is christ jesus is coming out of me as i live as i relate to people in the life which i now live in the flesh i live by faith by the faith of the son of god so he's saying i live by the faith that's we've talked about that the faith of jesus is how i operate Mm -hmm. it's not that i just have faith in jesus Mm -hmm. that who he is Mm -hmm. i believe who he is and i believe what i've been told about him he said he his faith is in me, that mustard seed. Mm. All it takes, because it's from heaven. Mm. All it takes is that. 
I can change the world. I can destroy powers and principalities, overcome whatever, all things, because of that faith of, of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God. I don't go back into the law. Mm. I don't go back and honor the traditions of man just to get along. Yeah. I don't dare do that because I'm gonna, I will forsake, turn my back mm. on what I've been saved out of. And I'll turn my, no, I'll turn my back on God who saved me out of that. For if, for if righteousness come by the law, by the traditions of men, through the church programming, then Christ is dead in vain. I'm not even relating to Jesus, and I'm not even honoring a sacrifice who redeemed me. I'm just rejecting the redemption. I don't need it because I'm learning everything from people around me yeah. and just believing on that. So I'm not even believing in Christ Jesus. And I'm building my own idol of a better me, a good Christian me. Be you. You do you. I hate that saying. Yeah. Find Church out is who full of it. you are. You know, it's life coaching and positive one-liners all about you instead of him. Run from those sayings or those teachings. We don't want to find us. We want to lay our life down at the foot of the cross and find him. Yeah. To operate out of law is to do so out of the force of our own will or our own being plus functioning out of the law. It goes back in tradition. So what you just said, to accomplish the goal of making it to the end in the born-again process of our faith's journey, we must surrender, yeah. take up our cross, yeah. which means die to the flesh daily, mm-hmm. feed on Christ Jesus in the new covenant which is his body, blood, and water that flows from his side, remain crucified with Christ in prayer and meditating on his word to truly spiritually seek, find, and know him and to be changed in the born-again processes of our faith. We are changed in the processes. We weren't changed when we accepted Jesus we agreed to be changed. Yeah. Now we have to be changed. Yeah. Now we get to show our love by staying in that until the end. And the traditions of men will abort that process, yes. no doubt. And there is a spiritual warfare that you will enter into like you've never known before. Because the devil's losing ground and he hates God and he wants to own your soul. And the Lord is looking for those who are all in. Let it cost That's us what it something. Takes. Yeah. Yeah. That concludes our Sunday conversation. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you next time. God bless.